Previously on Vengeance. Borga waves a uh, wistful goodbye to you as you leave. You move out into farm fields and gently rising hills leading towards some mountains. Towards nightfall, uh, you roll into the town of Upham, which is, it's at the mountain pass. Swiss chalet kind of vibe, but like meets Old West. It's sort of chief feature is a very large waterfall spilling down. It is the source of two separate rivers that continue out into two separate valleys. I want to write a letter to my contact, Mm -hmm. and I want to try to find like a runner. Oh, wait, you're that dude from the drum circle. Oh, man, you did such a good job. You know what? Half price for you, bro. And he just like jumps the fuck into the like torrent of this river and just starts like Olympic kayaking like down these rapids with this message on his back. How is Pimlin carrying the special Mm -hmm. rapier? strapped on my back with a cloak kind of covering it. And I worked with Thieves Guild until the head rogue stole a crown jewel, and I just had to steal it for myself. Yeah, so I think you all uh, got rooms in the upstairs of the general store, and it's the next morning. What do you do? Can I go find Palfrey's room? Sure. Are you going to knock? Where did you sleep? Yeah, where did I sleep? We didn't establish. Probably in a cellar again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, from, from wherever I slept, I would like to find Palfrey's room bright and early in the morning and knock on the door. Uh, Palfrey is awake in his room and you see him drinking a tall glass of milk. (laughs) I said, like, push open the door and go, oh, good, you're not busy. Uh, By all means, what do you need? Can't help but notice that you're still carrying around a terrible facsimile of what you wielded before. Do you mind if I see that mace you were lent? Uh, sure. I mean, don't do anything to it without asking Magnus, because it belongs to Magnus, but here you go. Watch this. And then for the next hour, I'm going to meditate over it, and it's a pike. <laughs> what? Valfrey <laughs> is going to have watched that intently the entire time, and then at the end, you're gonna get like, it's going to gradually turn into a pike, but then at the end, you're going to say, it's a pike, and he's going to be like, What? Even yeah. though he's sort of been looking at something gradually changing into a for, for 59 minutes and 59 seconds, it is a mace, and then it's just like... <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, in that case, I'm going to put uh, Origa's shield on my back and just have the pike from now on. Just, you looked a little bare without it. Thank you. That's very thoughtful of you. It is. And I'm going to go back down to the main room. <laughs> I'm going to return to my milk. <laughs> now warm milk. <laughs> oh. The the Palfrey spinoff film from this series will be Palfrey colon Return to Milk. But they figured that milk doesn't take revenge. I Return of Milk. What's Pimlin up to? Is there any like blacksmith or weaponsmith around? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's there's a, a a smithing annex to the general store. Ooh. We'll go to the annex. Uh, you get there and he's just putting on his uh, uh, apron and uh, stretching his big burly arms. Uh, it's a dwarvish man. He says, uh, oh, morning to you. Oh, good morning. I was wondering if you'd have a look at something. Yeah, yeah. Let's have it. All right, so I take out the uh, bejeweled rapier and I show it to him. Fuck, dude. Okay. Uh, 
Were you not expecting that? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I wasn't. That's no, great. Uh, it's very good. Um, okay. He stares at it, and <laughs> a look comes over him, and uh, he begins to extend his hand towards it, like before you have handed it to him. I step back. So you can just look at it. Don't touch it. Uh, he... Uh, he kind of shakes himself and uh, backs up. That's, uh, oh, that's that's a pretty thing you've got there. Where'd you, where'd you get that? Oh, yeah, I found it over in Occam. It's kind of laying on the ground. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> not technically wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he rolls an inside check, you're not lying. Um, oh, and so he, he inspects it, and um, he's kind of looking it over, and then he, uh, li- like you did when you looked at it, he turns it like 90 degrees and he like drops it out of shock and it clatters to the floor. Um, and it's like, he can't believe how it is brilliant and beguiling in one direction. And it is nearly invisible when you turn it the other direction. He's like, mm. I've, I've never seen any craft like that. This has, has it, has it done you well in battle? Oh, well, it seems too fine to use in battle. I'll tell you that. Uh, and I just like tap my dagger. Like I prefer the little blades. Oh Yes. Little blades for a little man. Uh, Spoken as a little man. All right. Not much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, what kind of craftsman would make this? I've never seen something like this either. You know, I mean, people pull things out of ruins back up in the hills around here every once in a while. and But this is this is easily the, the finest specimen I've ever seen. You know, frankly, I, if I were you, you know, we're still a bit far from Guildford, but... I'd watch out for uh, members of the Thieves Guild. Someone might be after that. <laughs> I know all too well about yeah. that. Yeah, they're bad bad guys. You don't want to talk to them. <laughs> um, does he know Thieves Camp at all? You can try. Yeah, can I try? I want to <laughs> say I want to ask him if he knows of a blacksmith in Guildford that's kind of like below the table the Thieves Guild would use if they yeah. had their own goods. Yeah, for sure. Um, am I right to think that Thieves Camp is like sign language or is it also verbal? I think it's verbal, but it's okay. like the way they speak, they mix in a message with oh, the right. paragraph. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, it's, do you know, nice weather to di- uh, Smith and Guildford. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like better than that, but. <laughs> yeah, right. Not like his name's Johnson. You want to see him on Main Street? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, uh, you, you say that and, and maybe to him it sounds unusual. He says, uh, excuse me? Oh. Like he, he's he's not picking up what you're laying down. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know of anybody in Guilford who should have a look at this? I asked just straight up. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I have I have an uncle uh, who's a smithy in Guildford, Caleb, C A E L U M, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's one of the few dwarves left in Guildford. Most of us mm. have moved along, but uh, yeah, you can you can find him there. Cool. Thanks for your time. Oh, what was your name, by the way? Uh, Gruss. Gruss. Oh, yeah. Nice to meet you, Gruss. Pleasure's all mine. If you need anything uh, sharpened or fixed or other things that Smithies do, well, yeah. I mean, name's right on the tin there, isn't it? <laughs> sure is, guy. And I walk away. <laughs> what are y'all elves doing? Was there a kitchen in the general store? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would like to have made everybody breakfast. Mm. Okay, yeah. So the ki- the kitchen staff of of the Upham General uh, arrive for their early morning shift and find you already in the kitchen, uh, slicing and dicing and boiling and basting. Uh, what did you make for everyone? 
I was thinking like some kind of frittata type thing <laughs> with some berries on the side. That's great. That's great. All right. So you all, so assuming Palfrey finishes his glass of milk in due time, uh, you all come downstairs to find uh, Suka serving this beautiful meal. Wow, Suka, this smells much better than last time. <laughs> um, as you're eating, you hear uh, some commotion and voices outside. Kimlin, you would recognize the voice of the sort of laid-back halfling courier that you hired. Oh. And that fellow and several of his compatriots, you can see through the window... Um, they're preparing a party of travelers. Uh, they've gathered them onto a raft that they're holding steady in the river, and there's uh, a halfling mage who seems to be casting some sort of spell, and uh, a, uh, a sort of bubble forms around them, and then they let go and tear ass down the mountain in like a gerbil ball <laughs> <laughs> of force. And, and the halflings are like throwing surfer signs and like shouting. and do this thing. <laughs> They're on their way to Guilford, right? Yeah. Okay. And there's actually there's another group in line, uh, seemingly waiting for the same service. Why do we have a wagon if we can just do this? <laughs> it's for the couriers. It actually is a group of um, of like adventurer looking. Like one group was adventurer looking types, the other group were merchants. This seems to be a service they offer for as a transportation option. Oh well, then I want the cleric. Why aren't we doing this? <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to put this out there. The fastest way to get lower is the best way to get lower. And it's seeming like this is a pretty fast way and reasonably safe. I gave it a once over. It has my seal of approval. And seeing as I'm a walking armory, I mean, like, I think I know safety. I think you guys can trust me. Saying this sitting at the breakfast table, having observed this through a foggy window. <laughs> oh, yeah. My confidence knows no limits. Um, so what I recommend is that we get nice and full of this lovely breakfast, like full as you can, and then barrel down a hill at breakneck speeds in a hamster ball for what? foreseeably the next 45 minutes. What's a hamster? You guys don't have hamsters up here? <laughs> I don't have a hamster, but I do know what vomit is. <laughs> I'm worried we're going to be swimming in it if we take this ball downhill. I don't know what vomit is because my body's not a quitter. I think uh, I think Hamsters in the Underdark is the second film in the Palfrey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think during breakfast, Magnus is going to fill the five canteens that he bought with water. Uh, and then into four of them, he's going to put that herb that he was given by Origa that if you combine it with water, it makes healing stuff. That's what you're up to. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, and I would also like to lean over to Suka and say, did you see any carrots back in the kitchen? I did. Carrots are my favorite. Can you get me like three? Absolutely. Alfred overhears this, and he's going to move his chair around so he can watch Leno's uh, <laughs> reaction when he sees a, a carrot. <laughs> I'm going I'm to point at Palfrey and be like, "One of them's for you." <laughs> yeah, I go, I go, I go back behind the counter and, and get the carrots. So if I have this straight, Suka is just stealing carrots from the general store and <laughs> giving them out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe you gave some cooking tips to the kitchen staff. I helped them with their prep for the day as well. There you go. Uh, I think Jibeto is seeing a carrot for the first time. You're gonna... That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the Rizuka and give one to Paul Free, one to Jibeto, and one to myself, and 
the disco. Cheers. <laughs> Carrot crew. Carrot crew forever. Cheers. Carrot crew forever. We're going to get forming our own sub party. <laughs> Smash cut to Sergio shopping. Sergio, was there anything you wanted to buy? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. I like to imagine Sergio versus the cheerfulness of that wizard, though. That's true. That's important to note that he has kind of a uh, this kind of vibe. Ooh, you're going to check out my wares. The finest uh, beans. I got a bag of beans. You want a bag of beans? That kind of vibe, which I imagine wouldn't go over super well with Sergio. So. Pass. <laughs> uh, the day is beginning. People are coming out of their rooms. Uh, they're trying to order frittatas, but it's not actually on the menu. Uh, what are you guys doing now? All right. So the question is, in the sort of macro level, how to get to Guildford. Yeah. Um, do we have a sense of what our transportation options are, other than the fact that there's a big ball, rolling ball? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you guys are here in Upham, um, and there's sort of a switchbacky, very, very, very steep road down out of the mountains. Um, it's the kind of thing where, like, as the crow flies, it's not a huge distance, but there's a lot of back and forth, so it's laborious and long. Uh, and then there's a road that runs down next to the River Fleet, and uh, all the way down to Guildford. So it's a well-traveled road, um, but it is lengthy. You're about three days' journey from there. Maybe we should ask those those Hobbit guys if they can do halfling guys. Sorry, if they can do <laughs> uh, if they can do uh, carts and horses in addition to people. Because I paid for this. Oh, you want like a cart conversion, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from under the table. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, we do that. Yeah. No, that's great. We love. It. We just like take the uh, wheels off, and uh, it's like a raft. It's like you know, ready made is a raft. You just put the wheels back on when you, you know, done going with the flow. Can you take horses as well? Oh, you want like a horse conversion? No, I don't want to convert the horses. Oh no, we just like turn them into gerbils for a couple hours. It's no big deal. Hamsters, sorry, hamsters. No, gerbils. Gerbils are above ground. Hamsters are in the underdark. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we would be happy to lend our uh, most excellent services of our mages. <laughs> uh, how much are the services of your mages? Oh, it's just a cool 10 gold, my dude. I mean, I got it. I'm gonna, Magnus is just gonna, like, well, first look around at the party. And then I'm gonna send a fist for a fist bump with the guy and be like, right on, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Indeed, my carrot loving friend, it will be a snap. <laughs> <laughs> I want these guys to be everywhere. Yeah, this town so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you go over to, um, it's sort of like a, uh, a pool beneath the waterfall. It's a waterfall that kind of breaks into and forms two rivers going down the mountain. Very beautiful thing. And they have a pool where they kind of stage things. Um, they have, uh, so what you see here, they're, they're like this group of halfling mages and like half of them are like passed out <laughs> from, from doing all of this magic. It's like, this is like serious, serious shit. Like they're using some very powerful version of the spell shield it seems like they're transmutating carts and horses to be different things but uh you know it takes maybe three of them to to perform this for you guys but uh like chitty chitty bang bang your cart turns into a boat and your horses turn into gerbils i hope someone keeps track of the gerbils i'll put them Uh, in my bag (laughs) all right have a good ride dudes and uh kicks the edge of your bubble and you guys go careening down an extremely steep, rock-filled, and rapid-filled river. 
<laughs> yeah, so I mean, thanks to their magic, it's like the kind of thing where this thing is rocking and reeling and you guys are having to hold on for sure, but like the raft kind of stays relatively level as you make your way down. And uh, yeah, uh, within a couple hours, you've, uh, you know, you're whizzing, you can see travelers on your left and right on this, struggling down this road and you're whizzing past them. And eventually the river kind of calms down a bit and you're moving through rolling hills. And then eventually you come to the town of Byfleet, which is a town of halflings. And it seems to be a, uh, a major center of boat making and uh, raft building and that sort of thing. They're uh, water-faring halflings. Even so, it's a pretty small place. And you come to a meeting of rivers and coming from the other fork of the river, like a, uh, I forget, what, what's it called? Is it called lo- like a log drive? Like back in the logging days, they would just cut a shitload of trees down and like dump them in a river and just like let them flow down the river. Um, that, but instead of logs, it's tons and tons of barrels of pipe weed. Uh, it seems to be a major shipment floating down the river, and there are halflings astride the barrels, uh, taking tallies of the number of barrels floating along with them. And uh, you can stop here for lunch, or you can continue on to Guildford if you like. I say we uh, hang out with the halflings. If they're anything like the ones from up on the hill, if it's all the same, I really think we should just keep moving. I can only take so much excitement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. (laughs) To confirm your suspicions, uh, one of them on the dock gives you like a jeep wave. I mean, we at least need, we probably need somebody's help putting the wheels back on our wagon, unless that comes with the $10, 10 gold. Uh, you were given to understand that uh, it's the kind of thing where, like, you'll tell when the magic is beginning to wear off on, like, your little bubble thing, mm-hmm. uh, at, at which point you can just go to shore. I guess, like, <laughs> walk on, on the bubble to shore and reassemble it, and your gerbils will turn back into ponies and all that sort of thing. Cool. Cinderella. Gotta make sure they are out of Calvary's pocket. <laughs> It'll ruin your clothes. <laughs> and your corporeal form. <laughs> Um, so am I, am I to understand that we are continuing on? Apparently. Against the protests of uh, the, the halfling among you. Well, being from Guildford, right, for Pimlin? Yeah. Uh, Pimlin would be familiar with this area is called the Kepland, and uh, it's a sort of pipeweed producing center of this world. Uh, mm. And it's a sort of agrarian paradise of halflings. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I think it's uh, the pipeweed that's getting them excited. Well, you could certainly fall in line uh, behind the floating flock of pipeweed barrels uh, on your way down to Guildford and uh, see where that goes. Oh, okay. Okay, so you continue down the river, and um, sorry, there's a lot of stuff for me to describe. I'll try to get through it here. But um, so you head through an uninhabited region that isn't like a desert or anything. It's kind of rolling, uh, gently rolling hills that sort of look like heath or um, pasture, and it's dotted here and there with crumbling ruins, which uh, roll perception, everybody. Please. Natural 20. Shit, dude. 17. 15. I got no. a natural one. Yeah, me too. Ooh, 16. Uh, eight. <laughs> okay, so I guess Himo and Suka and Gebetto are, like, busy doing something. Um, Sergio looks up from his translation to uh, <laughs> and manages to see, uh, and, and then the rest of you who rolled well uh, also see. Um, there's sort of vague, flickering, colorful lights 
like wisps almost rising from the area around the ruins that you see. And these are like, they're not really close to the river. They're like kind of multiple hills back. But you get sort of a spooky, uninhabited, magical vibe about this place. Um, and these ruins match other ruins of an ancient civilization that you've kind of seen peppered throughout the world. But this is like a higher concentration than is usual. Luke, with Magnus's background, would he be any more familiar with this sort of vibe or no, because the ruins where he's from are like third grade? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, th I think this, this would track with, with things you've seen before, maybe, um, especially at night. Like, um, you, I guess you would know that the, these lights are, are it's uh, almost as obvious as like the northern lights or something like that. Uh, and Pimlin would know that this area is called the Wither Wastes. Uh, w h i t h e r with her wastes. Meadows just trying to club a fish out of the water. <laughs> uh, I will say you, you, your call, Chris. But uh, I will say Sergio has had enough time to make that translation, so he's well. You know, you can do with that whatever you will. Those are some interesting ruins over there. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, everyone loses interest in them. <laughs> it's like hair on the back of the neck. Up. Yeah. I think I've forgotten that he was there. <laughs> Are they more interesting than other ruins? I'm very interested. <laughs> yes. Is yes. Not the most ringing endorsement. Between what I've seen and what I assume Sergio has seen, they're pretty interesting. You find a lot of swords in ruins? Sometimes. <laughs> when I was a kid, Tommy Genus said he found a sword in the ruins, but really he just stole it from Old Lady Canteen. We called her that because of her drinking problem. <laughs> Uh, how far are we from shore in our orbs? Uh, the the river is about uh, it's it's about a quarter mile wide at this point. Oh, good lord! Never mind. <laughs> this is this is a big big river. So are we? Do we? Okay, and I'm just gonna start zorbing over. <laughs> can, I, can I ask the DM a, a metagame question? Sure. You mentioned that. Uh, I don't want to gloss over this. You mentioned that Sergio has finished doing his translation, but that's, I imagine that's something that only Sergio knows, right? Because he has not said anything about it to the rest of us. No, just, yeah, he's... <laughs> Sergio, yeah, Sergio's just sitting on, on his little... Uh, well, you don't know. You don't know. He's He's been nosing a book this whole time. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, it was oh. an incantation that turned him into a snake. <laughs> All right, keep your secrets. <laughs> I guess we better go to the ruins then. Are we, I, I have a question as well. Are we all in one orb or are we in separate orbs? That's a good question. You, you are all in one orb and it's pretty cramped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be down to get out of here. It's getting a little sweaty. Mm, I'm comfortable. <laughs> uh, roll, roll history, uh, Pimla. Oh. Uh, 19. Okay, uh, you know all about this. In fact, you've spent time in the Wither Waste. You know this to be, uh, this actually is sort of used as like a training ground for many of the guilds in Guildford, including the Thieves Guild. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like like capstone project 
uh, field trip territory. Like there, there's some, <laughs> there's some like dangerous bad shit out there. Um, lots of roaming monsters, the occasional cache of treasure, but uh, the the extensive training has has rendered it mostly uh, all the good shit's taken, basically. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so you're familiar with this area. It's it's really just like if you wanna like farm XP. <laughs> That's like what guild upcoming guild members do there. Ah, uh, okay. So hey gang, if you guys want to farm XP <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree that I'm exclusively looking for loot drops. <laughs> I mostly know about farming dairy, but you know, I'll farm whatever you want. <laughs> So you're saying if we go into these ruins, we will grow stronger? I did when I was a, a, wee, a wee lad. I even wrote my final paper out here. But is there anything worth having? Experience. Experience is worth having. Experience is not a thing. It is a concept, <laughs> and I don't deal in concepts. I don't believe in them. <laughs> you have to trust me on this one. I have never I've trusted never, another thing. I've never steered you wrong. I've stabbed you in the back, but I have never steered you wrong. <laughs> I, would that consider, a point. I would consider that very wrong. It is a hard left on a road that I really didn't want to be on in the first place. <laughs> I feel like for a cleric, you're awfully mean. <laughs> I really feel like I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> and all this is happening in what amounts to like the, the space of like an elevator. You <laughs> 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 wild gerbils are crawling around. <laughs> Regardless of whether we go in the ruins or not, I think I'd like to go back to cart riding. Is there a, a zipper on this thing, or Magnus is gonna just start trying to put the <laughs> I will say, it, I, let, let's let's say this: it takes a majority effort <laughs> to get to shore. Okay. <laughs> So if you can, if more than half the group is on board, you can get yourselves to shore. <laughs> I would, I would like to get to shore. I, I'm on board with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll say, uh, by the time you manage to get over to shore, which is a bit of a ways, uh, you actually can see a sign uh, welcoming you to the outskirts of Guildford in the distance. The Lord Guildford is is in very large letters, and there's a bunch of stuff like under it but all you can see is the word Guildford. And the gerbils begin to become too large to fit in your pocket as you get to shore, uh, and your bubble sort of dissipates as you make your way through the reeds to the solid land, uh, and long story short, you're able to reassemble your cart, and your horses have little tufts of, like, gerbil hair here and there still, but they're they're horse-sized and horse-powerful. How many horsepower do they have? <laughs> well, just the one. <laughs> I think horses have more than one horsepower. Well, these horses just have one. They're not yeah, well, yeah, one, fan <laughs> one fantasy goddamn horse, Ash. <laughs> yeah, they have around 15 horsepower, so stick that in your pipe weed barrel. And That's stupid. It. That's stupid. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing as a society? It's 15 horsepower. Anyway. Uh, so so you've, you've arrived at shore. You have a wagon. You have horses. You have uh, the city of Guildford in one, one direction. You have the Wither Wastes in the other. I, I haven't heard definitively that there's anything worth our time in what is quite possibly the worst-looking city I've ever seen. We'll hire the short, cranky guy. Let's just piss him off and go to the uh, ruins. To the ruins it is. I think the ruins are very interesting. All in favor, <laughs> say aye. All opposed, aye. Ruins. 
<laughs> I do want to make this painfully clear. I understand that safety in numbers is best, and I will be joining you, but it is my, myself, that will be picking your corpses off of the floor and reviving you if it comes to it. And I really don't appreciate y'all overlooking that. It would be just as easy to walk over you. That's his way of saying that he cares about us. <laughs> yes, so let's head out. Let's How about yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, so. Friendship is magic. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a rosy beginning to this. Uh, Gio, are you on a horse? He's in the wagon, right? Sitting in the wagon. Okay. Somebody go check on him. I, I think I'm in the wagon. I want to know who else is in the wagon. I got a little feet. I'm walking next to it, so. Okay. I'm good. You calling shotgun or? Uh, I would like to ask Sergio how he likes his book, but he scares me. So I'm, I'm very tentative <laughs> as to should I ask him if he likes his book or not. I'm just kind of thinking about it a lot. Well, you can always trust in your friend Gibetto <laughs> for pleasant conversation. Gibetto wasn't there. I was more likely to ask Sergio about the book, but Gibetto's presence changed my mind. <laughs> um, okay, so there is a well-beaten road on this side of the river. Uh, this seems to be the main road toward Guildford, but uh, up from the river, there's like gently rolling hills. Um, and in the distance, it turns into steeper foothills, and then there are the mountains that you just descended from. One ruin that stands out pretty far in the distance, back up in the foothills, is like an A shape, but with a, like a flattened top, like a big sort of angular, almost like a doorway kind of look. You see uh, some wide circular ruins a little closer at hand, and you see a crumbling tower sort of in the middle distance. Well, the tower's out. <laughs> We've done enough vertical work for today. You know, I think that's only fair. We dragged him all the way out here. If he doesn't want to go to the tower, let's not go to the tower. You guys can go to the tower. I can always watch the door. I'm very good at blocking doorways. What about the, uh, speaking of doorways, the sort of A-shaped structure? Uh, that, that piqued my interest. Because contrary to popular opinion, I am literate. And I do know about letters, and I'm interested in letters, and I want to go check out that A. <laughs> this, is a this is a heartwarming show of growth. I think we should take you up on. Now I'm picturing like a like a cartoon letter A embedded in a hillside, and this is going to turn into like a Sesame Street segment or something. Portal to Elmo's world. I'm hoping. <laughs> oh, oh God. Hey folks, this is Luke Prevort, your host and dungeon master, and today I'm speaking to you as one of the party's horses who was just turned into a gerbil without my consent. Boy, I really hope that ranger guy levels up soon so I can uh, give him a piece of my mind when he learns how to speak to animals. Thanks for listening to Session 10 of Vengeance. So, as I mentioned last episode, this is the first of two sessions where, unfortunately, my then-rapidly-dying laptop produced significant sections of unusable audio. So the remainder of this episode will be a sort of patchwork of surviving segments and explanations that I've recorded after the fact. A little more about that in a second, but first let me tell you that the show is edited and sound designed by me, Luke Brevoort. Our theme song is Castles in Winter by Joel Van Drogenbroek. All of their music is by me. The website for my sound work is splendorsound.com. JL Householder does art for the show. You can find their work at jlhouseholder.com. You can follow the show at Vengeance D&D on Twitter, and you can tweet about the show using the Vengeance Podcast hashtag. 
Okay, so like I said, the rest of this episode is going to be sort of a cut-together affair. It was the recording of the players' voices that was rendered unusable, so I only have the recording of me to work with. Uh, Because of that, there's really no way for me to present what happened next in our tale, which was that our heroes came upon and surprised an Etten who was answering nature's call behind a bush. If you're not familiar, an Eden is a two-headed giant-like creature, and there were a great many antics involving uh, pitting the two heads against one another. I think at one point Sergio had cast cause fear on one of the heads, but not the other, and they were fighting about whether to attack or to run away. Uh, just in case you'd like a little taste of that Eden flavor, here's some of that for you. Hell no, you hit my butt! And through their cunning and strength, our heroes did eventually best the Eden. Uh, I believe Palfrey was the one who dealt the decisive blow. Yeah, uh, you pierce its nasty flesh, and it smells terrible. More terrible than it already smelled. Uh, Grievous odors are unleashed from its loincloth as it 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 tumbles backward to the ground. Uh, You you have killed an Etten. Congratulations. Suka then used her prestidigitation to turn the aroma into something pleasant. Um, okay, so in in this beautiful aroma of vanilla and sandalwood, it's getting on towards uh, late afternoon, maybe three or four hours until evening. Uh, you judge that the uh, sort of roughly A-shaped ruin you're heading for is, uh, you, you couldn't get there before dark. After some debate, the party wisely determined that it was not a good idea to spend the night in the Wither Wastes, and that they should continue instead downriver to their destination, the city of Guildford. Cool. I'm glad. I'm excited about Guildford. I think there's some cool stuff there. Um, Let me tell you about it. So you make your way back to where you landed with your cart and such, and you continue on that road into Guildford. Um, As you come down the road, you come to a sign that says Guildford. And you guys know those, like, fence things outside of small towns that have, like, Kiwanis Club and Lions Club and stuff like that on it? Imagine that, but uh, fantasy. And like dozens and dozens of these guild signs are packed onto this thing and almost as if they're like competing for limited space. Uh, Some are larger than others. You see the first Wizards Guild of Guildford, the second Wizards Guild of Guildford, the third Wizards Guild of Guildford, the first unencumbered Wizards Guild of Guildford, Lions Club, the fourth circle of Druids, the Guildford chapter, Guildford Paladins Alliance, Eastern Congress of Independent Rangers, and uh, Pimlin would know that, as the name would suggest, Guildford is just chock full of guilds. So, so like, from a sort of, in a sort of metagame perspective, right? There, are, there are twelve classes in Fifth Edition D anD D, and the way I'm thinking about this world is that like magic and adventuring skills and stuff are still relatively new, and there hasn't been like the consolidation. Like, you guys are using the stats of these these twelve discrete classes, but I'm imagining this is like there are. 60 or 80 little specializations that haven't really yet coalesced into these strong, discrete classes. So that's sort of represented by these many, many guilds. Um, but there are there are major ones, like there is the concept of a wizard, there is the concept of a paladin, that kind of thing. But it's just more of a diaspora. And then uh, you see in the distance um, the town which sort of straddles the river, which here becomes even wider and... Uh, very shallow, and you can see you could basically just walk right across the river. Um, it, it is a ford. Guilds, and it's a ford in the river. Guild ford. Just past the sign, uh, there's a wall on the right side of the road. 
that is plastered all over with posters. It, it looks like the kind of place where people are always pasting things on top of each other. But uh, Palfrey, you immediately recognize the image of Lady Gwendath. Imagine like a show poster, right? Maybe, maybe even like a kind of stylized, like uh, like a she- shepherd fairy version of uh, <laughs> Lady Gwendath. Um, and her planar exit tour. And it has the names of the cities of Guildford and High Lake and Teak and Nearway. Uh, and it advertises the date about a, a month and a half ago in Guildford. And you see a poster advertising monthly meetings of Ware Peasants Anonymous. You see a poster for Gil Gilead, Traveling Wizard of the Culinary Arts. You see a poster for Freddie Lake and Harmonica Kate, Hottest Bards East of the Mountains. Um, and everybody roll Perception. And Pimlin, roll with advantage, please. And despite having advantage, Pimlin rolled terribly, while some of the other party members rolled well and noticed something that he did not. Some of them kept quiet, but Magnus chose to act. Yeah, so Magnus approaches the wall, and now all of you see that there is a wanted poster with a drawing of Pimlin's face on it with the Thieves' Guild insignia uh, printed on it. But it's a faded poster, and it's, it's slightly obscured by other posters that have been slapped on top of it. Confronted with this discovery, Pimlin had no choice but to come clean about his history with the Thieves' Guild of Guildford and his extremely wanted status. Unsurprisingly, a heated discussion ensued, which began to attract attention. I'll say in all this scene, uh, you're now close enough to town that there are some people like, I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, unloading a raft or something nearby. Uh, and uh, they're starting to take notice of all the commotion. Noticing this, the party cooled their jets and doffed some of their more prominent adventuring gear so that they might be more able to blend in. Uh, so do you guys want to continue into the, the city? Yes, they replied, but cautiously and with Pimlin walking in the center of the group. Okay, uh, so you proceed as you have just described. And as you come into the city, the thing that catches your attention immediately are the bridges. And as I noted before, the the river is very wide and very shallow here. Uh, You could easily walk across it. In fact, you see people standing in the middle of the river having a conversation. Like, it's it's very passable. Uh, But there are dozens of ornate bridges spanning the river. And each seems to be presenting a theme. Um, And Pimlin, maybe uh, in a low voice from the middle of of the crowd of you, would share that any guild worth its salt constructs its own ornamental bridge as a point of pride in the city, a status symbol, if you will. And you see things like a wooden bridge with carved images of stags, bows and arrows, and cloaked figures in rugged landscapes. You see a white stone bridge with sharp geometric tessellations punctuated by many symbols of various deities. You see a bridge with eight arcs in parallel, one for each school of magic, with movement and color associated with each school of magic moving within those arcs. Next to that one, you see an ever-changing bridge that is sort of wrapping around itself and sprouting sections of flowers and then areas of rotten flesh and then transforming into a rickety woven rope bridge and then snaps back into a pulsating orange stone bridge. And people trying to traverse this bridge are like cursing and being jostled as they go. Gibetto, you notice a bridge that appears to be entirely made out of swords. And in the center of it, there's a huge emblem of a shining hammer above an anvil, which you know to be the symbol of the Church of the Immaculate Hammer, of which you are a, an acolyte or cleric, I guess. I think, I think you established that there are just a couple temples of the Immaculate, Church of the Immaculate Hammer, uh, and one of them is in Guildford. Um, 
The largest bridge rises above the others in a dramatic arc of somber stone. It's a covered bridge lined with gothic arches, each framing a brazier. You can see inside, painted on the ceiling, are scenes of knights in battle, which would stand out to Palfrey. Uh, actually, like attached to the underside of this tallest bridge I just described, there is a dimly visible hanging passageway that is seemingly shrouded in more than just ordinary shadow. Uh, and Pimlin, you would know this to be the Thieves' Guild's official bridge, which is sort of coyly attached directly beneath the Knight's Bridge. And as you all are staring at that bridge, Pimlin, you feel several sets of hands on your body, and you are suddenly unconscious. And moments later, uh, the rest of you would notice that Pinlin is no longer among you. And we will end our session there. Well, uh, have a good week and uh, everybody good for next week? Yes, they replied. Yeah? Cool. Well, until then, bye. They said bye too. And so I say goodbye to you, dear listener. Goodbye.